Dan Dickow here for Gonzaga Nation Media Network. This is the WCC weekly update each Monday. Kind of recap what the previous week looked like across the board for men's basketball. And the WCC continues to have a strong showing with non-conference efforts, non-conference games. Obviously, you're probably following Gonzaga pretty darn closely. You've already seen that they did uh, get smacked by Texas. They lost by 19 on the road in a true road game uh, to Austin, um, where Tyrese Hunter played well. Gonzaga struggled with uh, turnovers. They struggled with shooting the ball. Uh, and they also didn't guard the way that they normally do. But that being said, they righted the ship in a hurry by beating Kentucky in a neutral court game at the Spokane Arena in front of over 12,000 people. So it was a great atmosphere at Spokane Arena. Uh, lots of Gonzaga players uh, stepped up big time, made plays. In particular, Roger Bolton, who had 24, a big three down the stretch to kind of uh, put the game out of reach when Kentucky started to climb back into it with about six minutes or so left. Um, but Bolton hit a little bit later than that, hit a big three as the dagger. Timmy played well, uh, and Anton Watson was spectacular. Ten points, ten rebounds, a couple big-time dunks, and great defense on Oscar Shibwe, who still managed 20 points, 15 rebounds, but he really wasn't an impact on the game. Gonzaga's defense was much better than it was in, in Austin, uh, where they forced Kentucky under 40% from the field. Uh, they did a great job of running their shooters off the three-point line, in partic particular C.J. Frederick. So Gonzaga's back uh, in the right direction with the win-loss column. Uh, they now head to the PK-85 in Portland, where they begin with the Portland State Vikings out of the big sky. But to kind of wrap up and look through a little bit more of uh, big-picture stuff with the WCC, uh, St. Mary's is looking uh, unbelievably good at this moment. Uh, 5-0. and um, Randy Bennett and the Gales at, at times in the past have uh, gotten questions as far as their scheduling um, easiness, the, the ease of their schedule uh, in the past. Uh, they had a big-time year maybe five, six years ago where they had, I think, 25, 26 wins, and they were left out of the NCAA tournament because their resume didn't dictate any solid quad one, quad two wins. Um, they've righted that ship. They've absolutely uh, changed a lot of what their scheduling um, philosophies are. And I think it's going to, it's going to pay dividends come March because uh, they're playing some good teams right now. Uh, this past week, they, they had two good wins. They beat Southern out of the SWAC who should be in the upper, upper half of the SWAC. Uh, but then they beat a really good Hofstra team. Who's uh, playing predicted to be second in the colonial. Now the colonial, um, you know, for people on the West Coast, don't know a ton about that league, but it's a solid league. In years past, they've had teams that have uh, won a game in the NCAA tournament. They are not an easy out in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Hofstra coached by former NBA player Speedy Claxton. Um, they are going to be a solid team this year, but uh, St. Mary's beat them 76-48. Um, because of their defense. They held them to 31% field goal defense while um, they were 8 of 16 themselves from the three-point line. They only committed seven 
turnovers the entire game. And then Alex Dukas had 20 points. So St. Mary's continues to roll. The Dons of San Francisco continue to roll. Tyrell Roberts, the transfer from Washington State, continues to play really well. In their two wins this past week, he was great. They beat UC Merced, and then they went on the road to beat a Mountain West opponent, Fresno State. Um, And so that's, again, when you look at the WCC, you want to see, obviously, protect your home court, and then you want to see a lot of teams have the guts to go out on the road and play uh, in bigger environments, whether it's a Pac-12, a Mountain West. Now, I think the WCC is a better league than the Mountain West right now, but the Mountain West uh, are, are typically, those are tough gyms, tough environments to go in and get a road win. Um, so they went in and, and they beat Fresno State, where Tyrell Roberts had 22 points, Zane Meeks had 20 Next up is a good test, a good opportunity for the Dons. They will be in the Hall of Fame Classic in Kansas City. They open up with Northern Iowa, which uh, you know has been a good team over the last 10, 12 years. So um, good to see the Dons playing well. And then Pepperdine, maybe the surprise so far in the non-conference. They're sitting at 4-1. and one. They did have two wins this past week. One of them was a non-Division one in Vanguard. Uh, but then they beat UC Irvine 64-55 where their defense was tremendous. They held UC Irvine to 28% field goal percentage. Houston Millette had 20 points. Um, and if you don't follow more leagues than just the WCC and Gonzaga, um, you probably wouldn't know how good UC Irvine has been over the last seven, eight years. Russell Turner, their head coach, was a longtime assistant at Stanford, was an assistant in the NBA for a long time, and uh, he does a tremendous job there. They've made a number of NCAA tournament appearances in, in the last few years, um, but things aren't going to get any easier for Pepperdine. They play UCLA this upcoming week uh, on the 23rd, and UCLA is probably going to be ready to go. McCronin does a great job, but they are coming off a loss against Baylor. Um, so I'm sure he's going to have their full attention. So if Pepperdine can somehow sn- sneak that win out, that would be unbelievable for that program as well as for the league. Uh, BYU sitting at three and one. They beat Missouri State and Nichols uh, in the Nichols game. Gideon George, a double double, 15 and 10. Fusini Traore, uh, 15 and eight. Now they get another shot uh, at a Pac-12 team in USC at a multi-team event coming up. And those are big simply for the fact that um, – Anytime a a WCC team can knock off a Pac-12 school or kind of hold court against a Mountain West, um, that is big. When they get opportunities to play in a 10 school or if by chance they play in a Big 12 school, Big 10 school, if they can knock those off, that improves their profile, but it also will improve the profile of the league as we get deeper into the season and, and teams really start looking at their net and their quad one quad two wins so uh byu sitting solid at at three and one gonzaga as mentioned uh with the two games this past week they're at three and one uh they've got the pk 85 coming up where portland state and then the winner of butler in west virginia um butler out of the big east west virginia out of the big 12 uh but then you look at uh it could set up a possible matchup with duke in the finals if if everything holds court uh usd continues to to play well under steve lavin in his first year in san diego uh they started with a road loss at utah state 91 89 where stephen ashworth of utah state hit a game-winning jumper with about four seconds left um but for people that have never been to a game at utah state in the mountain west they don't realize how difficult that gym is 
Um, it kind of sits down in a bowl. Fans are right up on top of you, about 10,000 seat, 10 to 11,000 seats arena. And they do a great job of, of crowds being there and then being active and, and engaged as student sections. So um, that would have been amazing a victory for USD had they pulled that off. Um, but then what's interesting about USD is their transfers have really kind of gelled quickly and done a nice job. Eric Williams actually won WCC player of the week, had 43 points, 13 of 20 from the field. Uh, he obviously transferred from Oregon. He didn't necessarily get the ability to shoot the ball that he's getting at San Diego, and he is now making the most of it. So um, USD sitting at 3-1. LMU might be the surprise team, and I mentioned that about Pepperdine. Like, they might be the surprise team up till now, but LMU might have been the surprise team in this past week. Uh, they are now at 4-2. and two. They had a tremendous week. They went down to the Bahamas uh, for an event. Uh, they beat Georgetown out of the Big East. Yes, that Georgetown, the Hoyas, coached by Patrick Ewing. They won 84-66 KLA. Um, Kelly Leapepe with 15 points. They were plus eight on the glass. So they dominated a bigger team uh, and they made 12 threes. And then the follow-up game, they get a chance to play an ACC team in Wake Forest. And they won that one, 77-75. Cam Shelton led the way that night, but then they made 13 threes uh, in the second game down there. So uh, those are interesting numbers for the fact that, okay, if they're going to be uh, knocking down threes at that type of a rate, um, you know, that's something to be aware of and be mindful of as, as the season gets going, because in years past, they have not been a great three point shooting team. Uh, the pilots under Shante Leggins, four and two, um, had three games this past week, two of them on the road. Um, they split the road. They went at Kent State and lost. And Kent State is a solid team out of the Mac. Um, you know, they've been in the NCAA tournament over the last seven, eight years. Uh, so they lost there, but they went on the road to a Mountain West opponent in Air Force. Air Force is a unique place to play. You're at elevation. There's uh, not necessarily great crowds that show up to the games at the Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs, um, but it's nevertheless a difficult place to play. They shot 37% from the field, and they still won the game uh, 64-51. So great sign to get a road win there. But unfortunately, they come home and they drop a game uh, to Seattle U, um, 80-68, to where they didn't shoot it well again, only 41% field, but they got dominated on the glass by Seattle U. Uh, Santa Clara sits at 3-2, uh, and 96-74 loss at Utah State. They did beat DePaul out of the Big East where Brandon Podzimski, 21 points, 12 rebounds. So he's continued his strong play that started off with back-to-back 30-point games in the first week of the season. Uh, and then they lost to Central Florida by seven because they struggled shooting it. They had 18 turnovers, and they only shot 30% from the field um, that night. And Podzimski was only two of eight. So uh, disappointing loss there. And then Pacific sitting at two and two, um, they Beat a good North Dakota team, 93-63 on the road. Luke Abdolovich had 19, and then they lost to Cal State Fullerton where they got beat on the glass by 12. So they lost that one 94-91. But uh, this might be the most exciting week of the college basketball season until 
March Madness and you get the conference tournaments uh, going because this is what ESPN dubs Feast Week. You've got all these multi-team events. Gonzaga's in the PK-85. Um, BYU's down in the event in the Bahamas. You've got the Orlando tournament. you got the Maui Invitational. It kicks off, um, I believe, on Monday. If it's not Monday, it's Tuesday. All these game tournaments are hard to keep track exactly when they are. Um, but there are so many good games coming up. Uh, it's going to be fun to track, going to be fun to watch. And you never know. You look up in, in a hurry, you might see a second WCC team in St. Mary's ranked in the top 25 if they continue their hot play. So for Gonzaga Nation SI and the Gonzaga Nation Media Network, this has been the WCC Weekly Roundup with Dan Dickow. <laughs>